BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello and welcome back to What We Said Podcast. I'm Chelsea. And I'm JC. And this week... We are talking to you about toxicity, basically toxic friendships, toxic relationships, and toxic people. This has been highly requested, actually. Very much so. I think a lot of people deal with this. Most people have at least one person in their life who's been toxic towards them, I think. It would be so incredibly interesting to talk to someone who has not come across one person like this in their life. Life. Everyone knows us everyone knows so many people. Leif kind of said he doesn't have that many toxic relationships though. Or like he doesn't feel like he has had anything that he could remember that was specifically toxic. And I don't know. Leif's a rare breed, honestly, but (laughs) I was gonna, well, I was gonna say we can get into that part a lot later where uh, we'll talk about what kind of people are more prone prone to to being in those toxic relationships. But unfortunately, that person's me. It's always the nice ones. Okay, so uh, first of all, quick little update. This weekend was fun. It was busy. Chelsea is visiting me in California. But when you guys listen to this podcast episode, we will actually be just getting home from our cabin trip. We're going on a little uh, trip to my cabin in Pine Top that Leif and I'm I so own. And I'm so excited. It will be my first time. Well, actually, that's not true. I spent the night in it once with my mom, but... This will be a first like trip mm-hmm. where it's done and I am so beyond excited to like experience it for just what it is. I'm it's... so excited to be there because I love cabin trips. Like there's nothing more fun than like cabins. And I know. snow and you just like get to be all cozy. So cozy. But also probably more exciting for you because you've seen it in the works the whole time. Yes. I've and seen the whole process. Yeah. And then last night, oh, I'm like jumping into a whole different Whole different subject yeah. but last night chelsea and i and my photographer danny went roller skating and it was quite the scene chelsea was thriving chelsea was like living Here's her the best funny life thing is because when we before we went in we were all terrified because i was like i swear i am so terrible at roller skating because when i was eight i had my birthday party at skateland in arizona and i i loved it like i loved skating but then i went four years ago with our friend tyson and he had to hold my hand the whole time i was like bringing him down i could not even go at all like i was so just all over the place like a deer like a baby deer like that's what i felt or a baby giraffe that's what i felt like 
but yeah, you were last killing night, it I last night last night something just came over me the skate gods <laughs> just no i'm kidding i'm literally not that good i just could actually go we're like go for a second and like get off the rink and chelsea would be like inching towards it and we're like <laughs> when this is your new passion in life she's like my heart's calling me <laughs> to the rink no it looks so fun the people they call everyone off the skate rink then they say okay this is only for advanced backward skaters they're and so the good people just go backwards they're literally like jamming doing it's honestly and turns majestic and like they look so like they're just having the best time i'm like okay that would be so fun to be good at that but we also need to talk about how the front desk lady had it out for me <laughs> yeah, and absolutely really hated me she really did she <laughs> okay let's preface this by saying we went here to shoot for a project that i'm doing mm-hmm. and so we shot some photos out the front of the roller skating rink because it was really cute and had all these neon lights. So we were taking photos and she didn't say a word. So I figured no. it was totally fine. I will say we didn't ask beforehand, but there was like a line of people and we were seriously outside. Like we were not harming anyone. So I really did think, okay, when we go inside, I'll ask, hey, yeah. would you mind if I take some photos for this thing? Whatever. But for the outside. So anyway, we, we go up to buy the tickets and she's like, are you girls doing a photo shoot of some sort? And I said, oh yeah, we're just taking photos for fun, which is true. Like this is a fun project that I'm doing. It's not like a campaign. Yeah. So anyway, I was like, oh, it's just for fun. And she's like, well, you can't do that. And I was like, oh, okay. And then anyway, but I knew we could take photos with our iPhone inside. So I'm like, that's fine. We'll just skate, have fun. And we can take a few iPhone shots inside. And then I was sitting on this like on the rink. I don't know how to explain it. Not on the like actual ground, but on like a bench thing, like mm-hmm. the railing. I don't know how to explain it. Well, first of all, I, we were trying to find a good place to take a picture and we couldn't get on in onto the rink. We couldn't be on the rink stopped because, like, you, because yeah. you just can't stop. You'll literally get plowed over. But there was a cute disco ball and we we're like, where are we supposed to take the picture? And I was like, well, maybe you could sit on this. And I sat on it. It's like, so JC could see like the lighting and stuff. And I was sitting on there for a good little bit. And I was while like, that's so cute. Picks. I love it. And it, let's also preface this with it was not a dangerous position to be. It's not like you were no. in anyone's way or if no, not at of all. any danger to you or anyone else. It was like very flat little bench thing. And so she sat on it. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, I'll, I'll sit there and take one. No joke was up there for 10 seconds. <laughs> and the lady, she's in this hot pink sweatshirt. No, she, like, you, you got up there for 10 seconds. Yeah, it's like Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Wait, I don't know if I said that, but yeah, I was up there and she, I no joke was up there for 10 seconds and she like comes racing over and just goes, nope, no, <laughs> nope, not on there. And I was like, oh, okay, sorry. Is it okay if I sit here? And it was like another bench. She's like, just not on there. I was like, oh my gosh, this lady. Is it was like, like instantly, as soon instant. as like I hopped off and JC hopped on, the girl ran over as if like she had her eye on JC the whole time. I know it was so bad. And I'm like, here's the thing. We're not doing doing a thing wrong well, yeah what's the what's the word i'm looking she for? just hated us because we were doing pictures. a photo shoot yeah but it was fun it was fun though it was a funny experience we're all dying laughing because of how bad we are at skating mostly yeah. me and danny so <laughs> so bad but it was super fun so we did that and then me and chelsea well actually earlier that day chelsea and i went to barney's <laughs> So we went to Rodeo Drive, which I told Chelsea when I first moved to California, I didn't really know what Rodeo Drive is. It's iconic. It's like very famous shopping in LA. In High Beverly fashion, Hills. classy Beverly Hills shopping. 
And I mean, most people know about it, but that's where like Beverly Wilshire Hotel, me and Leif have stayed there and, and like worked with them a little bit. And that's where Pretty Woman was shot. Like it's a very iconic area. Mm-hmm. But I was telling Chelsea when I first moved to California, I didn't know. And I thought it was Rodeo Drive. <laughs> like I didn't know that it was an iconic place. Yeah. And I almost said that in front of like a brand, like a hotel team i almost said rodeo drive and i and then but then they said it first and they said rodeo drive and i was like thank goodness i didn't just make a fool out of myself because it's like and say it first yeah that would have been so embarrassing yeah. but anyway so we went to rodeo drive we spent like two hours in barney's yeah and it was like a black hole like we went in there and not realizing how much time we had spent just looking at all the clothes in there and we both knew we weren't gonna buy anything in there but we were literally for two hours straight we just went around and made jokes made about jokes. how we couldn't afford anything in there <laughs> like we would see a jacket that was thirteen hundred dollars and be like hmm i can make this work <laughs> okay okay well i can make this work yeah it okay, was so we fun can, though we can make this in my price range <laughs> it was so funny or we'd go to the sale rack and be like okay what yeah. there's gotta be something in here and like chelsea would find like this amazing hoodie she's like why am i just hoping that it's 50 dollars?" <laughs> yeah. like please be 50 please be 50 yeah, it's like, like 800. not even at urban would that be 50 uh, yeah it's literally 835 dollars <laughs> and then wow. we overstayed our welcome and had to pay parking fees <laughs> yeah we seriously were in there for so long but it was super fun and then we walked to starbucks and got water we were so thirsty and hungry we like literally did it was not fun. even eat yesterday it was a fun I day thought we were a little tourist yeah me too it was fun so we did that and then we did the skating thing and now we're here and it's just great so do you want to just jump right into the yeah let's to the episode let's get dark okay let's get into it so like i said this was requested by a bunch of you i think because like i said a lot of people deal with this so leif actually sent me this little article called seven types of toxic people and how to spot them and so anyway we're just i'm just gonna start reading this to chelsea i'm not gonna read it verbatim but um i'll just kind of go over the general ideas so it says the first part just says do you have toxic people in your life draining non-supportive and difficult people are one of life's greatest challenges and then basically saying you deserve to have people in your life who you enjoy spending time with and who support you and who love who you love to hang out with and so this is it says whenever i talk about toxic people the same categories seem to come up uh, over and over again so the first one is that this person is a friend by history meaning you've known them forever mm-hmm. um and so you'd feel way too guilty in the relationship friends or yeah something. you're like no i've just known this person forever we go way back um another one is a friend by proximity so that's a person who comes as a package with someone else in your life so it could be your partner's best friend your friend's brother your best friend's childhood friend like it's someone Mm -hmm. who just comes as a package deal and you don't want to put your person in an awkward situation by yeah that makes saying anything so you just deal with it third is a friend by context so that's the person that you see all the time in a specific area of your life whether that's someone that's on a team of yours someone you work with every day someone that lives by you like you go to yoga yeah that would probably be like one of the last places but yeah anyway you just feel guilty because you're like oh i see this person all Mm -hmm. the time so anyway there's seven types of toxic people is what this this uh article is saying and this is from scienceofpeople.com by the way so the number one is the conversational narcissist 
and it's basically someone who won't let you get a word in. They love to talk about themselves or hear themselves talk. Um, they don't ask you any questions. They don't wait for your responses. They're just very self-centered. I hate that. <laughs> it's the worst. I hate that more than Is anything. Is there anything worse? Mostly because I like to listen to myself talk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> when you're the narcissist? No, actually I have a funny story. So in our, at our church, there's like a class where all the men go, like at a certain um, one of the classes is like all the men they have yeah. in class and it's from young men to like like or what I mean by young men is like 18 to literally 90 or 100 however old but 100 if they make it <laughs> wow I'm not discriminating but anyways my husband <laughs> there's this guy in one of our old wards that just love to talk and I find sometimes with older people in church it's like so we have a lesson, they, they tell something. And then when you're, when you've lived so much life, you have an experience that relates to everything that we talk about in the lesson. And some people feel the need to share every experience that's ever happened to them with every aspect of the lesson. And it just turns that's into what the lesson talking. is. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of one time we were here. It's like, okay, just let the lesson keep going a little bit. Like, yeah. just maybe try every other topic. Like, you share your own experience. But anyways, so I guess this guy had said, like, they went around during that class and had everybody share. Like, it was, like, a different kind of class. And yeah. they had a topic and every single person shared. And at the end, this guy who usually is one of those guys that shares every single time basically came out and said, they were like, how did you like this lesson? He said, mm, I didn't really like it because I didn't really get to talk that much. <gasps> Just straight up admits. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Just oh straight up. It's like, I didn't really like, like, it was super, my husband's like, it was one of the best lessons because you just heard from everyone and it was like, just eye-opening to hear everyone share their experiences and this guy's like I didn't really like it yeah I didn't really like it because I didn't get to share as much as I wanted to oh my god so funny <laughs> okay number two number two of the toxic people the straight jacket this is someone who wants to control everything and everyone around them they want to be in charge of what you do what you say and even what you think they freak out when you disagree with them. They will not stop trying to convince you that they are right and that you should do what they say. And in a relationship, this person will give you no breathing room and constantly will nag you until you are in complete alignment with them. That sounds horrible. And it says, yeah. be careful because these people will go after your emotional, conversational, and mental freedom until you have nothing left. Oh, great. So that's great. Number three is an emotional moocher. So this is someone who basically sucks the positivity out of you or out of your life um they're the type of people who always have something sad or negative or pessimistic to say and in conversations they never can see the positive and just tend to bring everyone down oh my gosh it's, it's like, like it's like the snl skit debbie downer have you seen that oh no but it sounds funny already it's the exact epitome of that okay number four is the drama magnet so some toxic people are magnets for drama. Something always is wrong. And of course, once a problem is solved, another one emerges. They only want your empathy, sympathy, and support, but not your advice. Um, you offer help and solutions, but they never want to fix anything. Instead, they complain and complain. And in a relationship, drama magnets are victims and they thrive in a crisis because it makes them feel important. 
And I feel like I, it's so crazy because every single one of these, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know someone exactly like that. Yeah. I'm probably one of them, but. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, hmm, when I have aspects of every single one of them, I'm a toxic person. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, well, I think it's good while we go through this to self-reflect. Yeah. Think about yourself. Not only like, oh, this person is toxic. This person's like, you are probably a little bit toxic. Everyone Everybody has is probably something a little bit toxic. Of yeah. One of these little things. Totally. So it's probably important to realize that and watch yourself around other people yeah okay i need to bring up something later i need to write this down lady she just came in to oh, hang out with lady. us lady's my dog the fifth is a jj this is a jealous judgmental person um they're incredibly toxic because they have so much internal self-hate that they cannot be happy for anyone around them typically their jealousy comes out as judgment criticism or gossip and according to them everyone else is awful uncool or lacking in some way anyway that's basically it for that one number six is the fibber basically someone who lies um, i hate nothing more than that i know honestly that's my least favorite whether they tell a little falsehood or major lies it is impossible to trust a liar in a relationship dishonesty drains us because we constantly are doubting their words and it says if your intuition is ringing alarm bells then watch out um, have you ever been with someone like that in a relationship well i mean friendship relationship definitely have known people that lie yes and you can just tell they're lying mm -hmm. the thing is that people that lie a lot i think they think they're getting away with it mm -hmm. that's the thing that's weird to me yeah i know people where they think they're tricking people yeah but they're not yeah for the most know. part you know and you're just not going to call them out because honestly, it's, it's a waste awkward. of energy and it's super awkward. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, you're not tricking me. Mm -hmm. Like I 1000% know when you're lying. Yeah. Anyway, that's annoying. But, I feel like I've dated someone who was a little bit of a liar or not, not even about important things. That's, just, that was the most annoying part. It wasn't weird about important things. things. It's just weird little things where be like, oh, I'm here instead of there. And where they actually were wasn't even bad. It right like, it's like yeah i was doing this they were actually doing something else but that thing wasn't was, even like they should have just said they were doing that like i wouldn't have cared yeah was... that's interesting okay and number seven this is the last one is a tank which is someone who like crushes everything in its path doesn't take anyone else's feelings or ideas into account constantly puts themselves first incredibly arrogant and see their personal opinion as fact so anyway those those are some that was it yeah so those okay. are the seven types is what it's saying okay um huh and so chelsea and i actually called some of our family members we talked to our husbands a little well, we, bit we ask you guys a lot of the questions but this week yeah. we decided to lay off and ask our immediate family about yeah. their experience and and kind of what they think is the best mm -hmm. route to dealing with toxic people. So do you have any experiences personally where you've dealt with someone toxic? You've had to like distance yourself or anything like that? Uh, definitely where I had to. And I think we've said this before, like, oh, cut them out, you know, but we also just barely were talking about what does cutting them out mean? Like, it doesn't mean you call them up and you're like, you're cut. Yeah. You didn't make the cut into my life. It's like where you just kind of have to stop giving them attention. And especially if it's someone that you're seeing or if it's someone that, like, a, a romantic relationship or yeah. whatever, then 
it's a lot easier like you it's a lot easier for you to break it off because it's just like okay no we're not together anymore friendships i honestly feel are harder because you can't just yeah. be like we're not working anymore let's go our separate ways it's not as expected yeah it's almost you don't feel the need because it's like do i really i don't know yeah the, the expectations are weird in friendships whereas in relationships it's a little easier it's like if they're toxic you you can just break up with them yeah i mean not i'm like it's just so easy yeah it's up. not that simple well but. no but you know what i mean like you can break up with them and, and be done and for the most part it's like um what's the word it's justifiable it makes sense to be like i'm in this relationship with this one person mm-hmm. and they're toxic like it makes sense okay i need to get out yeah whereas with a friend it's like okay well i have lots of different friends does it really matter if this person's bringing me down all the time like i can just deal with it you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. it's different when it's like your romantic relationship yeah and i it's hard too when i hear people say like family members are toxic because I, I haven't experienced that and I don't know what it would be like to cut quote unquote cut somebody out of your family. Right. Especially if you have a big family. Much, I don't know, much especially harder situation. parents. That would be so hard to deal with because And that's not really something either of us can speak on because mm-hmm. we don't neither of us have toxic parents, relationships yeah. with our parents. But that's a really hard one too, mm-hmm. I'm sure. So But that's about my experience. I haven't had, I mean, in junior high and like high school, you have one or two friends here or there that are just not the best. Yeah. But honestly, you just stop hanging out with them. Yeah. I, I, that's at least what I have. I just kind of had to decide that they were not for me. Yeah. <laughs> and just move on and yeah. hang out with other people who I wanted to hang out with. Yeah. I saw this quote. So I've had friends, yeah, throughout the years where it's like, we just grow apart and fade away and they just probably weren't the best for me, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But I saw this quote, pay attention who claps for you when you win. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, then find a new circle of people kind yeah. of thing. I, I don't know the exact quote word for word, but something to that effect where basically if someone isn't happy for your successes, that kind of speaks loudly mm-hmm. on them. The reasoning for that, I don't know. It can be different for every different person, but I feel like that's something that I've paid attention to a lot in recent years Mm -hmm. is the people who genuinely are there to support me and love me and are just, I don't know. I don't know another word besides genuine, honestly. And it kind of became really important to me in the past year or two to really focus on those people who do bring me up mm-hmm. and to stop giving my energy to those who didn't and that can be a really hard thing to do and I I basically just had to be honest with myself and with other people because I don't know my dad which we'll get into this more uh later about my dad's advice but he was saying you don't necessarily cut people out like that in and of itself is almost kind of a toxic outlook is like kind of cutting them out it's like so intense yeah it's more you don't give your energy to them anymore Mm -hmm. and so you know when people are asking advice or what do I do how do I cut this friend out of my life for me what that looked like was basically unfollowing on social media Mm -hmm. which really wish that in this time period that muting on Instagram was an option because I definitely just would have done that like I was not looking for drama at all but I just really needed to like not be involved mm-hmm. anymore. And so unfollowing on Instagram is a great way, honestly, because then you're not so involved with 
people's lives that you don't want to be involved with. And then the other part of that was just when I was confronted about like, why did you unfollow? Basically just being completely honest Mm -hmm. and saying that I didn't feel that we had like the most genuine friendship and that I couldn't be genuine to someone who I didn't feel was being genuine to me. Mm -hmm. And that's basically how I dealt with it. And I don't know. I'm not going to say that that is the absolute best possible. Yeah. That's the answer to everyone's problems, but, but it works for me. Yeah. It's how you give energy to people, especially with you and what you do for your job. It's Instagram and social media. And so you put a lot of energy into that and the people you see on that is your energy and your time. So you have to be careful about who you're following and who you're giving your time and energy to. Yeah. To keeping up with them and all that great stuff on social media. But yeah, it is hard. And I think what we'll get into more is that it actually comes down to you because I've had to either mute or unfollow people who it's my problem. Right. It's not anything they're doing. It's completely my problem. And it's I'm choosing to let them affect me negatively. And I'm just not strong enough to, you know, have the self-talk to tell them otherwise and keep following them. So I have to just stop seeing it and I have to just get it out of my mind. Exactly. And it makes me feel better. And something I wanted to mention too is that there's not one definition for toxic. Like I don't think, I think that toxic is a relative term and it means different things to different people because I've thought about this. Like, for example, that situation, that person wasn't toxic. Yeah. It just wasn't, it just wasn't the right situation for me at that point in life. And like you said, it was more of my problem where Mm -hmm. I was getting hurt and quite frankly, just annoyed and bugged at Mm -hmm. things. And I didn't want to feel that way anymore. Yeah. And so I had to take matters into my own hands and, you know, be done. But, you know, that person to someone else probably isn't toxic at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just these different, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, different dynamics of people work well together and some just don't and Mm -hmm. at certain points of life whatever because I've thought about that too where it's like I've seen certain relationships where I'm like hmm that you know from the outside looking in that kind of looks toxic Mm -hmm. but that guy with a different girl could work out just fine yeah you know if the girl was not as sensitive and you know what I mean so well I don't know no and so let's start reading um what our family said. So I, okay. let me first say, we were also talking about the different people that these toxic relationships affect. And some people seem to attract them more than other people. Yeah. And it's usually the super sensitive, caring, thoughtful ones that want to give their all to everybody they know. And then all of a sudden, everybody, it feels like everyone's taking advantage of them because they're feeling guilty and they're taking all those feelings onto themselves. But the first person I want to talk about was my older brother. So he's a very methodical, logical person. He's gonna he's in law school, like very self, you know, disciplined, all that stuff. So I asked him, you know, hey, I, I like told him we're doing a podcast about toxic friendships, relationships, and told him to give me his best advice. And he said, well, first he said, I have loads of toxic friendships. 
And I said, oh, okay. And because he didn't give me an advice. <laughs> Is that any advice? He said, I'm the toxic one. <laughs> Perfect. And then he, and I was like, that's great. I'm so glad. But he obviously was kidding. And then he said, he only had had one toxic friendship. And basically he said, I didn't, I think that it's because I just don't feel like a toxic friend is much of a friend at all. They're more of a chore. And he said, so like most chores, I don't mess around with it because I hate chores. And I said, very inspiring. And he said, yeah, I just ignored stuff. Like when people would say certain things, I just ignore it. Then act like nothing happened. When they were negative and pessimistic, I ignored it because the things he was saying were things that I just didn't care about and things that just and he just said I think the key is to ignore it the best way to ignore it is to treat them like a child in need of attention instead of a friend so like a screaming child you just roll your eyes and give it attention or whatever this is a little peek into how my brother talks and (laughs) treats life Um, seeing them as someone who has problems and needs help makes it easier to ignore all the crap they do and then he said that might not work if they're physically abusive but I've often seen the toxic friendship I have as children more than friend. And I don't, which I actually was like, hmm, if I was more like that and less emotionally involved right. with it, I would be less, I don't know, prone to being in those relationships. So, yeah, because we were also saying you don't let a five-year-old ruin your life. Like if a five-year-old were to say something rude to you, you would not take that as true yeah no one's ever like my five-year-old is so toxic to yeah me. because it, those people that are acting like that they have the minds of those ages in those little areas and he i like when he said seeing them as someone who has problems and needs makes it a lot easier to ignore all of the stuff they do that's true yeah no it's kind of what leif was saying is mm-hmm. like if someone says something rude to you but they're super immature and they themselves have like all these really bad relationships and they're not doing well it's like why the heck would you let that affect you because they're clearly they clearly have some issues and you know what i mean yeah it's like you're saying they're they're just immature so i'm not gonna let someone immature that doesn't understand me yeah affect my life yeah it's almost as harsh as it sounds it's almost like you got to be more confident in yourself yeah and understand that it's never personal yeah and well, i do actually like that a lot yeah thanks laddikins yeah thanks laddikins and then that's actually not his name guys yeah it's lad don't steal that name okay guys i'm naming my child that so cute if he doesn't <laughs> yeah okay and then i'll read my other brothers and then i'll you can okay because he just sent me this is my other older brother just don't take it personal a toxic person would act the same regardless of who they were with that applies to both romantic or fam- familial relationships in my opinion short and sweet the difference don't take it personal. <laughs> difference between yeah. my brothers yeah but yeah he just said they would act the same it's nothing against you they would act the same with anybody that's true yeah yeah you kind of can't take it personally it's just you drew the short end of the stick yeah okay i like that okay so leif said that he doesn't really feel like he has many experiences with toxic people because as soon as he recognizes something as manipulative he's out yeah and i told him again he's a rare breed because a lot of people can't just do that Mm -hmm. like he was giving me some examples of people who have you know done little things and he's just like from that point forward it's just like okay well 
yeah by then you know whereas he was saying to me he said you probably uh hold on to relationships and friendships longer than you should because Mm -hmm. you feel this loyalty and guilt towards them because you're a people pleaser and you Mm -hmm. don't like to hurt people's feelings you know um which is true yeah so but he is basically saying yeah that he says of course people are people we're all human beings so it's not to say people don't deserve second chances sometimes Mm -hmm. because sometimes they do and people can change but also once you sense someone manipulating you it's just okay then I'm not going to be involved anymore. Yeah, don't get in too deep. Simple as that. Yeah. So easier said than done, I think. Mm -hmm. And and what he said was it's once you realize it. Because he was giving me this example of this. Well, I was kind of saying, well, this girl kind of manipulated you. And he said, yeah, they did. And I said, and you stuck around. And he said, I did until I realized it. Yeah. Like, but once I truly did realize it, I was out. Yeah, that's true. So he's saying actually once you really, because sometimes it does take a while to realize it. Sometimes you don't even realize it until you're out Mm -hmm. of the relationship and you're like, wow, that was not okay. Yeah. So anyway. The best way to describe it is I always just picture it as an orbit with those people. It's like you are caught in their orbit. Yeah. And you can't see it until you're out out of that orbit and they're, they're not pulling you in anymore and they're not, they don't have you wrapped around their finger. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Another thing Leif said um, is that nothing will change if you, if you don't speak up. So yeah, that's very hard to do Yeah, <laughs> for very non-confrontational people like me and JC. That's very hard. Yeah. But he was just, he said, nothing will change if you don't let them know what's bothering you. And if you don't explain to them what your expectations are and what's happening, then mm-hmm. you can't really expect anything to change. But anyway yeah so that was his two cents well that goes into what my mom said so let me read that one okay cool that reminds me of my mom my mom is very good at whenever she's upset or whenever she has a problem with somebody she tells them immediately and i just can't i have such a problem with that like just try and like push it down but anyways she said when there is a friend or a relationship that is toxic You have to really think, does this person create drama that I don't like in my life because some people thrive on drama? Does this person hurt me physically, mentally, or spiritually? Is this person able to control or influence my decisions for the worse? If the answer is yes to any of them, then you have have three choices. Number one, keep letting them by continuing down the same path. Two, just limit your contact and their access to you and your family. This works for most people. Or three, tell them you are cutting off contact with them for your own well-being and you don't wish them any ill will or harm and you still love them. I had to do that to a lady once and it turned out that she was really angry for a while, but then she just moved on. I think that the most important thing is that you aren't cruel or vicious about it or that you spread rumors or talk about them all over town after... That's coming from a girl who grew up in a small town, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all over town. Yeah, that's when things can turn bad. If it is a family member, it is so different because you want to be there for them, but there is even a time when that has to be severed. I love you, and when you can show me and my family that you have changed, I would love to have you back in my life. You have to have honest conversations with people to move on, so don't be afraid to say, you have hurt me in this way and I cannot continue to be friends with you. You have to cut them out of your social media realm also, or they get mixed messages and you or them can become obsessed, Hmm. which is true because I think sometimes I do get obsessed with the fact, 
we were even saying sometimes you want them to do another thing because it's almost proof. Yeah, this is another thing I was going to bring up is that I forget where I read this concept because I know I read it in a book, but it was saying that you have all this proof, like basically file folders in your head of like just proof that this person is crazy Mm -hmm. or that this person is toxic, right? Mm -hmm. And when they do another toxic thing, as annoying as it is, you almost are happy they did it because you're like, great, more proof that Mm -hmm. you're crazy. Now I can add one more thing that you've done to my little folder of all of the crazy things you do. A collection. A collection. And now I can use that against you as well because you're toxic and crazy. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you you almost like it because you're like, yep, gotcha. I knew I was right. Yeah. Which is not good. Yes. But I've caught myself doing that too, where it's like these people who I do feel are toxic and then I just, every little thing they do bothers me so much more and so much more. And I'm like, see, Mm-hmm. look what they just did now and it's like you're just making the problem worse yeah honestly. exactly it becomes yeah almost becomes a little obsession yeah also I like the family part when you tell them I love you and I'll, I'm happy to have you back in my circle when you've changed and when you're ready to be but like until then I have to protect me and my family so yeah well and I think that's a tough one because telling someone like that's an expectation you're putting on them like once you've changed and they're like yeah. So it's almost like you can't even expect them to change at all. Yeah. So it's basically by saying that you're just saying, I don't know. You're almost giving them like until you can meet this expectation, then like, yeah. you know what I mean? In your own head, yeah. because I feel like it's hard to say once you've changed, then let's talk. Yeah. Because you can't expect that they would, well, you know, no, like you, you kind of can. have to make the change yourself, your own mind. Yeah. I don't know how to say that. Well, but. no, you de- no, you definitely have to if you if you want them back in your life though because if it's someone where you're you're just you can't deal and maybe you're not strong enough to deal with that person yet then it almost is you until you or I changes our mind yeah, like yeah, I yeah. can't I can't have you back yeah. but also I think it's hard to coming from a parent perspective or someone a parent who's yeah. trying to protect people yeah because then at that point you don't want them affecting your children or your parents. So it's like, totally. okay, if you're not going to be a better example or be someone who I feel safe around, then no. Then no. Yeah. So no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. But I was thinking of the movie Beautiful Boy. Have you guys seen that one No. Yet? Okay. If you don't know, it's the one with Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet. And it is so good and it's so sad, but it's about a boy who a son and a dad who the son is struggling with addiction to drugs like heavy drugs like heroin and meth and all that stuff and it's the best movie first of all go watch it but it reminds me of that because at one point he tried so many times to bring him back to bring his son back and be accepting and try and do the right thing but he had little kids and at one point it just got too much where he's like, I love you so much, but no, I'm not going to bring you back into my house again. Like, I'm sorry. And it's like, yeah. you're homeless now, but uh, yeah, I can't at one have point you have to that. cut it out. Yeah. No, it makes sense. And it's so sad for the, it's more sad for the person because the other person's so used to you using you. Right. That all of a sudden it's this huge shock. Like, wait, you're not going to take me enable back. me again. Yeah. And the, it breaks the person's heart, the parent or the sibling or the friend 
but that's the best thing that you could possibly do for them well in some circumstances yeah yeah. that makes sense so my mom said it is not good for your mental health so you do what you have to be Mm -hmm. in a relationship with someone toxic so you do what you have to do to maintain a relationship if you absolutely have to Mm -hmm. basically if they're a family member um but the best thing to do my mom says is to just x-nay x-nay them Mm -hmm. and be done yeah she said, similar to what you just said, it will negatively affect everyone in your life as well if you're in a toxic relationship. Yeah. So if you're a mom or a wife, it's going to affect your husband and your family. Yeah. And it doesn't just affect you, so you kind of have to be... The protector. Yeah, you have to protect other people in your life too in those circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, similar to what your mom said, my mom said, what would she said, ask yourself what would my life be if i didn't have that relationship and if the answer is so much better then it's you know you yeah. gotta be done with that person mm-hmm. and she said you can do it in a kind way and almost blame it on yourself where it's like hey this is my thing for me right now i can't be in this relationship because mm-hmm. of a b and c yeah. I mean, because it's yeah. true. It is. It's your own thing. It's, yeah. So that is a really good way. And that's kind of what I had done bef- when I had like unfollowed and done this whole situation with this person is it's like I wasn't even lying when I was blaming it on myself. It's just like for me right now. Yeah, I can't. Mm-hmm. And so um, and then she said to also don't even say like maybe someday we can be friends yeah. or we can work this out because then that puts pressure on yourself one and also an expectation on them and then if it doesn't work out it's just kind of you know yeah that's true so to not even go there with like okay well maybe we can try again in this time during yeah. this time it's like no let's just not even put an expectation on it let's just be done giving your energy to them and call it good for a while yeah, and if yeah. if it does you know pick back up again and people have changed but there's no expectations changed, for yeah that. there's no yeah. expectations for that mm-hmm. so i liked that and then my mom was just saying it's really hard when it's a family member because it's expected that you should have a healthy relationship with mm-hmm. your family members. And when you don't, for whatever reason that is, whether that's something traumatic that happened in your childhood or whatever it is, it's so much worse because it's like, well, I should be able to trust my parents. Like, they're my parents. Mm-hmm. But some people can't. can't. Some people have you know, parents who struggle with whatever and they're not able to trust them or mm-hmm. have this solid, healthy relationship. And so in those circumstances, like I said, we don't have personal experience with that. So yeah. it's hard for me to even give advice there, but it's, that's a different story because it's your family. Well, I think about Abby Lindblom, who we yeah. interviewed a while ago, who had the story of an abusive father and a mother who died recently of drug addiction and who was addicted to drugs for most of her life. And I was even saying to JC, that's, she's the strongest girl ever to me because of that, how she handled that. She was obviously, there's no perfect way to do it, but if there was, I feel like she did a pretty good job of of setting boundaries. Like I still love you, but this is how it's going to be. Yeah. For her own mental health. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was telling Chelsea also is I feel like those people who do have a really hard home life or who have had these toxic relationships with their family members, 
I mean, hopefully, I really hope that they can find family in someone else, you know, like they can find a really solid group of friends who they consider family or when they get married and then hopefully they're the person they married have a great family that they can be a part of because I don't know. I don't want to say like community. Yeah, community, just people that you can rely on and really that become family Um, because family and community is so important. Yeah, not everyone has that solid thing just lined up for them already yeah that's true okay so I'm what Nick told me and my husband I asked him to and he said you're hurting them but it's the best thing for both of you to cut them out yeah like you're hurting you feel like you're hurting them you feel guilty but it's the best thing you have to understand that it's the best thing for the both of you and he was also saying a lot of the toxic people he's come in contact with or quote-unquote toxic are they love to be right And so he was saying, it's not worth it to try and quote unquote, stand up for yourself as, as people say, stand up for yourself in those, in certain situations, he's like, it's just better to, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Agree. And then just slowly make a transition out of their life and not make a big deal. Try not to stir the pot just to make them angry because they're, they're not going to change. And what's it to you? You know what I mean? You're just trying to prove to everyone else that you're right when you just have yourself and that's. All that really matters. But he also said, if you let them in, then you start to become like-minded. So you can't, for your own health, like, yeah, it'll make you sad, all that stuff. But he's also saying you can't be around those people for the sake of you will start to become a person like that if you're around them too long. That's so true because you, what is that quote that says you are a reflection of the five people that are closest to you or something Mm -hmm. like that? Because you really do. You start acting like each other. Yeah. So you better be around people who you like you up yeah and who you want to be like yeah yeah which I thought was really good and I thought about because I realized I'm like oh I am I thought about that quote like I am the five people hanging around with I feel like I am literally an exact combination of all of them. yeah no it's really crazy <laughs> so funny it's crazy how true that is we talked to my dad I told Chelsea going into this phone call <laughs> they're like okay we're like okay let's just call a few people real quick and she's like yeah call your dad and I'm like um this will not be quick I guarantee yeah. you this will turn into like a long combo because he's like he just has lots of wisdom wait let me read what my dad said first okay it's super short and then okay. we can because I feel like we can talk a lot about what Andrew said okay cool okay he said my advice is to follow the old adage the best revenge is to live a good life so I generally tried to get those people out of my life as soon and as much as possible without trying to prove them you won something for those that you cannot get out of your life entirely do what my mom taught kill them with kindness then get them out of your sight and mind asap i blend those two adages so it helps me waste as little of my precious time and energy with them or even thinking about them as possible then he said i love you oh i'm the cutest dad that's really good advice yeah i like that it's kind of what nick said like don't you don't have to prove you're right. You don't have to prove you won. Just get out. Just don't waste your out. precious time and energy. Yeah. Well, I always think about that. How, like, life is just too short to be around these people and, like, cater to people who mm-hmm. are just negative. Is it just me or have both of us been, like, teary-eyed and, like, on the brink of crying this whole time? <laughs> like, For I'm what looking reason, at, though? I don't know. I'm looking at your eyes. They look, like, um, glazed over. Yeah. yeah and I feel that's how my eyes teary. are, too. But life is just too short. It's like, what are you wasting your time? Because for what reason are you keeping around a friendship? Because you feel guilty. Yeah. yeah you know, exactly. it's just like, it's not worth it. 
Mm -hmm. It's almost a selfish thing to keep those friends around because you want those people to like you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Um, But anyway, my dad said some awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah. And we're going to have him on the podcast eventually. He's very wise. So his take on it is a little different than I feel like most people's Mm -hmm. probably is. So he says, this is what he started out the conversation with. I said, I asked him the question. I said, a lot of people have toxic relationships. What's your advice for them? He said, the only person you're ever really dealing with is yourself. And that's what he just said for, and he just stopped. Yeah. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, this is going to take a while. <laughs> well, he said, I don't know if this is a three minute conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, no, no. I mean, just give me something. And he said that. And you're like, well, give me more. And he's like, yeah, this is what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So he's basically saying, so I wrote down some things. I hope I don't, I hope I say it correctly because I was just talking to him on the phone and writing things down as he said them, um, just little notes. So he said that all your relationships that you have with people exist inside your head. And we have ideas that certain relationships are toxic, but really we kind of create the idea of the toxicity in our head because it's not necessarily what they're doing it's how you're experiencing what they're doing. Yeah, I liked that. And he said the only way that a relationship is toxic is if you have certain expectations for them and they're not being met and mm-hmm. then you're constantly disappointed. Yeah. Which is true. Honestly, if you really yeah. think about it, it's true. Like, well, that's one of the four agreements that I feel has helped my life tremendously is not having any expectations whatsoever. And unfortunately, I told my husband that. So whenever I <laughs> say something, he's like, is that an expectation? <laughs> is that an expectation I hear? Yeah. You're like, and I, it, I really do have a problem with it because I get very hung up on to-do lists and times and all this stuff. I get lots of expectations and I build things up in my head. And I have to remember that I am making myself disappointed. And there's no, I think what we even said earlier in this podcast is, oh, you deserve this. And I think that could be taken wrong. You deserve what? Like we were saying, you deserve better. You deserve, you deserve to, to have, have this. Good, and, yeah. and you do. But what does that mean that you're constantly going to be disappointed in life? It's it's a if, we- if it's not perfect and great and yeah, amazing all the time. exactly. Oh, I didn't even know a lady was in here. <laughs> it just me. comes in periodically and like comes <laughs> and jumps on us. Yeah. Well, and that's that book I was telling you about too is where it's like you can't think of everything bad that ever happens to you as an injustice or you'll be very disappointed yeah with your life mm-hmm. always so yeah it's kind of you have to go into everything with no expectations it's not to lower your expectations it's to completely get rid of your expectations yeah we all have expectations of life of friendships of marriage mm-hmm. you know you have these expectations that a friend should be loyal honest and everyone kind of has their own list. Yeah, totally. And and that they should do this. They should compliment you for this. They should be supportive. And when they're not those things, then you're disappointed. But it's like those were just expectations you had, mm-hmm. which is some, and you never even told them the expectations. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. And they don't know, and they're just their own people. And so that's why he's saying you're only really dealing with yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's good, like we were talking about earlier, to blame it on yourself because it truly is not your fault your if own someone's toxic well, but it's your own kind of it's but your kind own of. problem because especially to certain people people could be more toxic because they're pushing a sensitive button on them 
more so than if they yeah. were that exact same way to someone else and wouldn't affect them as much because it wasn't as much of a sore spot. Exactly. And that's what I was saying earlier. And I can give a more, a better example. I'm just literally pulling this out of nothing. Mm-hmm. But let's say a guy is super, you know, kind of more of an aggressive, rough personality. And then we have this girl, they're married. Yeah. We have a girl who's more sensitive and needs, lo- you know, maybe even mm-hmm. extra love than other people and needs validation and compliments. And then, you know, and maybe that relationship's not working because she's like, what? You're she supposed- expects this prince charming yeah. type who's going to be super gentle and and that's not who validating. he is yeah and then so there's these mixed expectations where it's like maybe if he was with a different girl who like mm-hmm. genuinely didn't really need the validation and who had a totally different personality maybe they'd be great together yeah doesn't necessarily mean he's a toxic horrible person it just means that their expectations of life are not matching up yeah at all. and and there i can promise everybody that got married had different expectations of what marriage and what their spouse would be than their spouse had of them. Yeah. And that's probably the biggest problem in marriages is trying to make them live up to those expectations. And if they're not, making them feel bad and nagging them about it, which I I catch myself doing a lot where I think, well, you should... We were even texting about this. I said, well, you should text me right when you wake up. And that's my expectation of that's how he lets me know he's thinking of me. And he was saying, well, you should just know I think of you because I do these things. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, and that's something you learn as marriage progresses, I think, Mm -hmm. is, oh, yeah. You know, I... And you're the only variable in that marriage that you can change, as as we've said before. Yeah, and I've caught myself so many times saying things like that to Leif where it's like, well, I just expected... Literally saying those words. (laughs) I just expected you to do this because of this. And then I literally as it's coming out of my mouth i'm like oh yeah (laughs) and i never told you that i even expected that so Mm -hmm. what but um my dad was saying going along with this whole thing about marriage my dad was saying that you want to be at your peak of self-esteem oh yeah when when you're choosing a long-term committed relationship especially marriage Mm -hmm. and i loved that because he's saying your highest your peak of your self-esteem is your highest level of consciousness like Mm -hmm. that is the best place to be in so someone's awake yeah he said so to get married when you're at your lowest Mm -hmm. self-esteem point not a good idea no because you're just gonna be whatever whatever (laughs) well you're just gonna accept whatever oh you're gonna accept whatever yeah Yeah. totally well maybe i guess that kind of goes (laughs) when things are getting very (laughs) (laughs) conflicted yeah um i feel like i'm in philosophy 101 again i know and then he said also which is basically what we just said he said we have beliefs of marriage um and he gave some examples you know that we have to stay in them Mm mm-hmm it's a lot of people's beliefs. Like a lot of people do not believe in divorce. It's like, no, yeah. we will, we will power through this. And just that marriages should be a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, they should be this, they should be this. That's what I heard. That's what my parents were. Yeah. That's what I heard so on I've the seen. movies. Yeah. And in reality, every relationship is so different. But then I did tell, tell my dad, I said, yeah, but you also, so when he said, you know, the only person you're dealing with is yourself. So I kind of took that at first as there are certain times when it calls for cutting someone out of your life. Like when Mm -hmm. someone is being abusive yeah, or, you know, whatever that is physically, mentally, emotionally, like there are times when it is necessary to step away. I don't necessarily think that, 
you can just be like, okay, it's just me in my head. Like I need to, I need to change. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, mm, if you're getting hurt. Yeah. I don't necessarily know. If someone's know, abusing you. Yeah. That's a different, that's a different story than if someone is just, you know, annoying you or yeah. making you feel sad about something, you know? Yeah. But also emotional abuse is a very real thing. Oh yeah. And manipulation completely. is a horrible thing. And I think it's just Unfortunately, they usually coincide with each other. Yeah. Or they lead to one another. Yeah. And I just think it's about recognizing that that's happening Mm -hmm. and being able to do what's best for yourself. Yeah. Whatever that means for you. Um, I also think it's important. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. But I also think it's important to listen to the people who you do know love you the most when it comes to those relationships which is so hard and it's like almost impossible to tell those people but I think we've all either had that friend or been that friend at different times in our lives where we wish we would have listened to those people or we wish we could have just like shaken them and been like you're the only one who doesn't see this yeah when someone's in a relationship you're just like are you kidding Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, that's the most frustrating situation, I think. Oh, man. So, basically, this is a hard topic. Yeah, there's really no one answer. And everyone's relationships are so, so different. Whether that's romantic, whether it's in the family, whether it's just a friend. And Mm -hmm. there's really no one answer. But I say, one, follow your gut. That's, like, one of my main... Like, I've been in certain friendships or relationships... And I just know, mm-hmm. like in my gut, your I intuition know. is real. Your intuition is so real. And sometimes your gut is going to be different from like your head. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the number one thing is recognize that intuition and get out of a relationship if you really need to. Um, especially, especially if you are getting manipulated and abused, that is not okay. And you do deserve to be happy and, mm-hmm. and, and better than that. So you deserve don't to be stay. safe. Yeah, you deserve to be safe. Do absolutely do not feel like you need to stay or be loyal. You know, don't let guilt. Mm-hmm. I think that's make probably you stay. the number one guilt, especially for people who care so deeply about things and people. Yeah, is feeling guilty about letting them down. Yeah, or feel guilty about not persevering and pushing through the hard times, quote unquote. But I think that you do need to ask yourself those questions. Would my life be so much better without this person? Are they bringing me down? Do they bring unnecessary drama into my life? If the answer is yes, it's time to be done. Yeah, honestly, at least don't for give now. Don't any more of your energy or your time to them. But that being said, also being aware that you are the only person you can control and that life's not going to be peachy and perfect all the time. So... Don't necessarily let one little thing that someone does make you be like, they're toxic, cutting mm-hmm. them out. Yeah. It's more just like, okay, you're not serving me, therefore I yeah, will not be Yeah, if someone just doesn't agree energy. with you, that yeah. doesn't mean that they're toxic. No. That just means that you're different people yeah. and that you're both human beings. Yeah. But also I think what your dad said, he said, you, go, you are magnificent, which means you should just work on being your most confident self because if you are your most confident self you will make the best decisions for you yeah and that means getting out of manipulative relationships that means not putting your time and energy into those people anymore 
So yeah. if that's your goal, then you're on the road to success. Amen. Amen. Woo. Okay. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope that helped you out. We are going to go on to our That's What They Said quote segment. <laughs> so do you have a quote ready yeah i do it's by demi lovato she said i try to keep it real i don't have time to worry about what i'm projecting to the world i'm just busy being myself which i liked how she said it. i'm i'm i don't worry about what i'm projecting to the world because a lot of people do including me including me too yeah we have a podcast so it is a constant <laughs> concern yeah. of ours yeah but it, it's not how the it, and it's not even how the world will receive it. Like what you're giving out, you shouldn't worry about. It's like as long as you're being just yourself. being yourself and being the, the world best will you can receive be. it. How you really have no control over how people re- receive you. So don't even worry about it. True. Okay, mine is you are always one decision away from a totally different life. Ooh. True. Honestly, again, it's like the butterfly effect. Yeah. No uh, explanation really needed for that one, but. It's, I believe it. Do one thing today that will change your life positively. That's Whether a big... it's do your, do the dishes that have been sitting there. Yeah, that's Maybe true. Maybe it's enrolling in school. Maybe it's starting a podcast. Yeah, but it's true. That it is kind of weird how it literally is one decision and then your life can completely change. Yeah, think about us with this podcast. Yeah, it's insane. It's and even crazy. just, isn't that crazy that like when I was 14, I decided to buy a camera. Like that was just yeah. a simple decision. It was that not anything so calculated. It was just mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to take photos. Do that. And then more decisions down the road. And then, you know, now, now I have, now we're yeah. here and I have this business and yeah. it's like, what the heck? How? So anyway, crazy. just, you're always one decision away from a totally different life. Your life can change at any given moment. I mean, go with the flow, have no expectations. Don't think, don't take things personally because everyone has their own expectations that they have on you that you can't live up to because it's out of this world or it's just, you don't even know about them. So definitely don't place them on other people as well because your life will get real messy. Yeah. And they have their own beliefs. They have their own opinions. So it has nothing to do with you. Agreed. So, with that being said, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, we have questions we ask you a lot, and we want you to send in stories a lot. So, look out for those prompts that we give you. We do giveaways and other fun stuff. So, follow us at What We Said Podcast, and you can also email us at hello at what we said podcast.com. And if you like this episode, go ahead and screenshot that screen tag us and post it on your insta story because we love seeing the love and we love giving you guys love when you give us love when you give us good love okay <laughs> Ew. That was creepy. I'm sorry. i hated <laughs> that voice that you did okay um, thank you guys so much for listening we uh, love you and, and that's, that's what, what we said, said. bye, bye.